ladies and gentlemen. This next reviewer discussion is scheduled for one podcast. Join Chris Vint and Mike Lacey as they make up the dynamic team of WrestleShock. Hello folks and welcome to a bonus episode of WrestleShock. Uh, you would have seen the last episode was the Honky Tonk Man interview. And coming up after this one is um, a review that's been long outstanding with Mr. Big Red 1990, myself, and this gentleman who will now introduce himself. Hello guys, it's me, Martin, and if you all know me on YouTube, it's Martin Talks and Martin Steins on Twitter with two S's on the end. Because <laughs> someone's already taken it. So you can't even have your own name then, that's just... No, I know, there's an imposter out there. That's ridiculous. So, <laughs> hello Martin, this is the first time that Martin and I have actually talked via Skype, so this is kind of weird after watching, you know, each other on YouTube so much, and then him sending a review, and you know, that kind of thing, so it's it's nice to actually sit down and talk to Martin. So Martin, what were you here to discuss today, sir? We are here to discuss the thousandth episode of Raw. Okay, and uh, you didn't stay up to watch this, sure you didn't? No, I, I had work it early in the morning, so I had to uh, give it a miss, but I watched it as soon as I finished work. And did um, did you avoid Twitter and Facebook, or was there some little spoilers that leaked out here and there for you? No, my phone was switched off all day. I, did, I was so tempted to go on it, I was like, I need to know what happened, but <laughs> I was like, no, I need, I need it to all be surprises. And I managed to go out without the day. Um, seen any spoilers and then watched the show and I was impressed that's good that's good I was actually stayed up and was actually te- texting um, Chris Hill Mr Big Red backwards and forwards against some of the stuff um, obviously there was a superstar who was um, kind of absent for this which we'll touch on later on but yeah. The first thing straight off the bat, Martin, was obviously we've seen the, obviously we've seen you many one of your many piano lessons, you know, like um, <laughs> taking the Mickey out of, you know, the um, they'll try this at home or you're gonna die that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, we've got the new logo and the intro um, straight off the bat. What were your thoughts on this? Was that something you were expecting at all? Um, no, I thought they would have like um, stuck to the original. Um, one they've been having for the past few years now but it was really nice to see I think it's pretty pretty sleek and modern I guess you could say it's up to date it's pretty cool yeah um, the intro one it just p- take a bit of time to get used to I think it took me a while to get used to uh, Nickelback's music um, oh yeah but, yeah you know I think it'll take a while to get used to this here so once we had that out of the road because it was like what is it past present future yeah. It's their tagline, so I think they're going for obviously, you know, the bigger, better, better and yeah. past, present, future. Yeah. Um so the first first person we see is Vince McMahon coming out, uh welcomes everyone to Monday Night Raw <laughs> yeah. and then uh introduces a certain faction, um which was Martin? Um DX and, yeah, so uh, we were you used to seeing Triple H and Shawn Michaels so many times yeah. uh, coming out, but um, I, I like the fact that didn't there used to be more of us? Yeah. <laughs> um, were you expecting the people that came out to come out? Um, yeah, I, I, I was I was expecting the whole the whole troop minus China, really. So that's what we got. <laughs> And uh, was this like a big markout moment for you, or? Oh, oh yeah, because um, I I was a big fan of the Attitude Era, and DX were a key part of that. And then seeing the full group 
like them coming out. I think they actually came out on the the tank as well yeah. that the yeah. that the invited WCW with, and it was just it was just great. I was I was marking out to that. Yeah, I thought it was good the way you know um, that Road Dog beefed himself. You know, whenever he said the bad beep, Billy Gunn. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. although X Pac didn't really say much. Um, no. And then we had Shawn Michaels and Billy Gunn going to and fro to do with the. And if you're not down with that, you know. And yeah, that was hilarious. I, I was just I was laughing so much at that because yeah. obviously they both had that part and they were, they were fighting over it. Yeah, and it was like just let him do it because he'll lose his smile and <laughs> yeah. he'll pose for a play girl again. I was young, I needed the money, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you could kind of see them all cracking up at yeah. that, which was good. And we had a certain superstar interrupting. The, um, the DX before they could even get to that point which was Damien Sandow yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on this upcoming talent um, well he's been pretty good so far it was good to see him in the, the Money in the Bank match because we could have seen we, we got to see him as like a wrestler instead of all these good promos he's been doing he's actually stepped to the plate and he's a pretty good wrestler as well um, I'm liking him I'm liking the the heel gimmick he has at the moment, and I'm 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 really liking him. I think he needs to change his trunks to a colour that's not pink, though. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> the the uh, should really keep that cloak on, really. <laughs> yeah, the robe. Yeah, the uh, robe. maybe he's a modern day Ric Flair with that robe. That yeah. looks like he just picked up at Asda or Walmart or something. Yeah, I, I actually um, thought that w- w- when he came out to the ring that they're were, they were going to like refer to him as like Triple H's past gimmick because he's, he's very. Do you know, like the theme song. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. thought there was going to be something of that 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 caliber, but they uh, they didn't. But it would have been funny if they did. I never even that never even. Crossed I know. My mind. It was the first thing that crossed my mind. <laughs> I was like, what? Nostalgia. Yeah. That would be good. Um, so once that's happened, then um, he gets the sweet tin music and the pedigree for his sins. He then gets disrobed, which he just gets his robe taken off. Don't yeah. worry, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's a case of they kind of just mess around, go away, and then we have one of the many, many ad breaks. Now, I don't know about you, Martin, but there was a certain ad um, that kept winding me up to do with the um, Sky Sports Everton um, goal that Tim Howard scored from some uh, Liverpool guy who just kept talking, and I was doing my head in. I was just fa- I fast forward the adverts. So I had no interest. In you were lucky. You were yeah. lucky because I stayed up live to watch it. I must have been on about five or six <laughs> times. So uh, we had Jr. coming out to call the next match, um, which was Ray Sankara, Sheamus versus Jericho, Ziggler, and Del Rio. Um, odd pairing yeah. between you know Sheamus being stuck with Ray and Sankara. I thought that might have been a prime time to bring maybe Evan Bourne back in. Oh yeah, definitely. I actually thought that um, it was Rey Mysterio versus Sin Cara at first because they left like a gap when they said, and his partner. I was like, oh, we finally can see this match. But um, it, yeah, it turned out to be the six-man tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, with this being Raw 1000, this will go down in history because I don't think Sin Cara botched anything. Oh yeah, I don't I, I don't remember him botching anything at all. To be honest, I think he, he was um, pretty good. Doing well. For no. once. For once, for once yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, we see the highlights of Jericho and Ziggler from a couple of weeks ago to do with Ziggler going, I think he's losing his touch, Vicky, and Jericho hitting the, the code breaker. Um, yeah. Is this a rivalry that would intrigue you? Because I know as sure as hell um, that would really interest me, these two going at it. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, obviously, that I think they're both classed as heels at the moment. 
I don't know like if, if Jericho's kind of tweening between at the moment because of the Ziggler thing. But I'd like to see if it's done well, I think it could work out and probably they could have a, a great feud. Um, so we have Ziggler hitting Jericho whenever Jericho was going to bounce off the ropes to hit Seamus. Um, Ziggler punches him. Seamus has a bro kick and picks up the win um, for him and his uh, miniature team. Um, this was the first of what? Well, I'm not going to class one of the matches, so this was the first of three matches um, <laughs> on Raw. Um, were you surprised that there wasn't more wrestling, Martin? Um, well, it was expected because I, I thought because they had a lot to fit in in three hours, even though it's a longer show, they had a, it was like a throwback to the past episodes. So I was expecting little wrestling anyway, but not to the the uh, you know the, the the package of matches we got. It was quite quite small. I was expecting more wrestling. Yeah, um, it was a good match to start things off. Um, we then see Charlie Sheen on Skype. Uh, <laughs> we see like a promo to do with Tight. Um, this had to be the worst idea ever because it looks like Charlie Sheen just had a really bad webcam, yep. not in HD or anything. Um, and although I'll give him his props, he didn't say Summerfest or anything. So, <laughs> um, could we have done without Mr. Sheen being on Raw? Um, definitely. I mean, obviously, the original plan was for him to be the social ambassador, like on Twitter, and then. They announced that, and then like a few days later, Charlie Sheen has shut down his Twitter. <laughs> so, um, I guess this was the last-minute thing to get him back on the show. Um, probably not the best way. I would have like flown in him, flown it, flown him in for live, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Skype, not not the best of ideas. No, it's really not. <laughs> um, we then see AJ and Layla backstage. Um, Lila is gorgeous but her laugh just really <laughs> riles me up I don't know what it is uh, um, and they're talking about um, you know the amount of freaks that they're there we see Hacksaw Jim Duggan saying I'll see you later tough guy and doing his hoe Piper oh. and R-Truth then a little Jimmy Skip and then we see probably the, be- <laughs> yeah. the best throwback and I'll let Martin introduce who this was um, it was May Young's son The Hand <laughs> I didn't even expect to see this. It's like obviously this is some creative writer out there that just had this idea. Think, oh, we'll, we'll throw back to the hand. And <laughs> I tell you something is, oh, I was in hysterics. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was great. <laughs> it, was, it was very very funny. But I like the fact that AJ was just like, oh thanks, and Layla's face were like, yeah, what the heck is that? Yeah, Layla's face did make that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I just thought that was that was brilliant. Um, if you could have had Mark Henry there, <laughs> yeah. that would have been even better. Um, yeah. So then we kind of go on to a squash match, which was Brutus Clay versus Jack Swagger, and really how the mighty Jack Swagger has fallen from you know winning the title so many years ago to then this. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Mike Lacey, Mike. Uh, co-host of this wrote that I was marking out because dude love came down oh you loved it you loved it <laughs> yeah I uh, was kind of well as long as this is because then Chris was saying well this will be the first of three maybe four times we'll see him it's like no. yeah no. Um, yeah so he comes out sw- uh, Swagger loses in two moves yep <sighs> um 
Brodus Clay, I just don't I don't get the gimmick. I don't get him as a performer at all. I would prefer to see Jack Swagger wrestle than Brodus Clay any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, Brodus Clay it was funny for the first few weeks, obviously, because he was built up to be this big character, and then he came out as the Funkasaurus. Um, but now it's just, like you say, squashing someone like Jack Swagger. What's happened? To, what has Jack Swagger done wrong to possibly be in that situation? Losing in, what, 10, 20 seconds? Yeah. Oh, sigh. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather... Oh, I just don't get it. I yeah. just don't get it. Um, but... Needless to say, that's what's going to happen, whether Jack Swagger's going to take a hiatus or something, um, because then The Miz was getting squashed by Brutus Clay, he went away, came back. Yeah, true. Um, looks a lot better now with the stubble and the hair not all being all spiked up and stuff. Yeah. So, we he's then ma- go... Sorry, he's, he's ma- It looks like The Miz has matured. He's matured yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that he says, because I'm The Miz, and I'm awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he doesn't shout anymore. It's, it's almost as if he's been watching some videos of Jake Roberts. The way he he talks, you know, he doesn't need to raise his voice. He's very right. calm, very methodic, and I think that's what Miz is trying to incorporate now. Yeah. Uh, we then go backstage. At Triple H is there with Trish Stratus. I hardly recognise Trish, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. I thought it was someone like a like a management or a cleaner or something at first. It's like. <laughs> Who is this? Trish Stratus the Cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and the rest of DX there because uh, it seemed to be Trish was telling Triple H how to do some yoga moves. It looked very similar to whenever Triple H taught Trish a move whenever Stephanie walked in and said, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to do the same. I thought Stephanie was going to come in again, but um, yeah. obviously DX. It's very, yeah, I, I found it funny. Yeah, saying that meet them at the back door, I mean, back <laughs> passy, and then just things like that. And then you had X Pac, he sounds like he smokes about 100 a day with his very gravelly voice. And yeah. Trish is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this next person who arrived on the Master's Ceremony for AJ and Daniel Bryan's wedding, uh, were you familiar with this character? Because I think this, out of all of them, was kind of the real curveball that maybe not a lot of people would have known. Um, I. I know of him, but I I don't know enough to know him. If you know what I mean, I've heard of him. I've heard of the guy. Yeah. Um. But, well, I suppose the only way I I remember him is like WrestleMania four, like being in. I think it was a one man gang. He was manager of. All right. You know, like he's been in a lot of people's managers. Um. He's backstage one of the WrestleMania ones whenever the oh, he was that was dancing. They were all dancing, and then Ricky Steamboat comes in, and then he goes, Wah! and then you see his hand move up and oh, down. Yeah, and he was, yeah he was I, know, there. I know which one you're on about. Yeah, I know. He was there as well. Um, as I said, you know, like, kind of, yeah, I, I was kind of, oh, right. Well, he was somebody I really was not expecting to come out. Um, I thought they might have got somebody else, like maybe a Pete Rose, you know, like he was <laughs> yeah. ordained or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, his facial, somebody said he looked like he was off his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. It did look like that. Because I think it was whenever she AJ said something, his mouth was wide open and he was kind of looking around. And was like, "What is he on?" <laughs> um. So AJ says, "Yes, yes, yes." I'm really starting to get really sick to death of this chant. Might I say? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do it without saying yes to agree with you. 
<laughs> but yeah, saying, I, I, agree, I, I know where you're coming that's from, fine. yeah. Um, I think it's the fact that this seems to be more her thing now than Daniel Bryan's. Yeah. Um, it's just the case of it's, it went on too long. You know, the what was funny for a while, it kind of petered out, and then it kind of came back every so often. Um, but just the yes, yes, yeah, it's, just, it's really starting to grate on me. <laughs> um, but she says yes to another proposal she accepted tonight. Vince then comes out and we all think, oh my goodness, she's going to marry Vince. <laughs> yeah. And Vince kind of already married. So AJ is the new Raw GM. Your thoughts on this, Martin? Um, oh, It was unexpected, definitely. I was expecting probably like a former general manager to be the permanent general manager. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a curve, curveball that was. But I, I'm sure she, she'll play it very well. I just hope that we can still see a bit of wrestling out of her because she is a good wrestler. So, yeah, we'll have to, I think, I'll judge it as it comes, really. Yeah, um, I don't know whether she'll get somebody, say, like uh, Regal or something like that to help her Yeah. in the kind of day-to-day runnings, whether she'll be the overseer and he'll be like the, you know, the way you had McFoley or him as the commissioner, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so, I don't know. So, uh, I can see her toying with Daniel Bryan an awful lot more than likely yeah um, I think that's kind of the because that's what um, Punk says whenever he, er, he comes out Yeah. Um, kind of once he once Daniel Bryan has destroyed the ring um, but might I say before we go on whenever they say here's Daniel Bryan backstage with the groomsmen the groomsmen actually look like they from were from a psychiatric ward yeah I, I was wondering what the, what the hell kind of ceremony has he got planning yeah because you know, like you said they, they did look like they were from a hospital or something like that because mm. it didn't look like they were wearing ties or anything you know like I, I actually thought that he'd borrowed John Laurinaitis's suit you know from <laughs> yeah. Wrestlemania because it was just pure white yeah um so Punk comes out, talks to Daniel Bryan about his field wedding, and then we hear the music of the People's Champion. Uh, this was probably one of my mark-out moments. Yeah, um, I marked out too. <laughs> I did enjoy... I do like his T-shirt. I think his T-shirt's brilliant. Although, for some reason, The Rock always seems to bring out black T-shirts. Yeah. Whereas, I know, watching your video today, you know, like, there's a Randy Orton one, which is white. You know, like uh, we have, like Jericho had brought out um, different other colours, like a, I think a navy one for his highlight in the night kind of thing. Yeah. Um, comes out, calls Daniel Bryan, an Oompa Loompa, um, yours, FA, homeless, a hobo, um, a hobo, and what was it? Somebody from Lord of the Rings, a uh, hobbit from Lord of the Rings yeah, got together. Frodo from Lord yeah. of the Rings, yeah. Yeah, and then goes on a big rhyming thing. Um, and then he makes his announcement about what happens in the Royal Rumble if you care to divulge that, Martin. Um, he is going to challenge whoever the WWE champion is at that time at the Royal Rumble. And who do you want the champion to be? Um, um, I, I want it to be Punk. I think we've seen Rock Cena. That, that's done. It should be someone else. And I think I think it should be Punk. It should be Punk, yeah. And we also hear Daniel Bryan saying, "Somehow, some way, Rock, you'll fight me. We'll end up in a, you know, we'll end up in a fight." So, I'd love to see him fight Daniel Bryan at the Rumble and then fight Punk at Mania. Yeah, I'd like to because I think even if they were to have him versus Punk at Royal Rumble and then Punk has a rematch clause and he doesn't invoke it, 
until Mania. Yeah. And then we have the winner of the Royal Rumble in there, so we have the Rock. Maybe it's the Rock Punk Cena. Yeah, possibilities are endless. <laughs> it's pretty unpredictable. I like what the balls they're throwing, even though it's like very far fetched and it's mm-hmm. like all, all the way to the Royal Rumble next year. It's still you don't know who's the champion's going to be by then. Yeah. So yeah, they're playing a they're playing a good good part. Um, I would like to see Punk hold on to it for so you know for that length of time since he's had it. You know, this is probably the the longest time that both champions have been held for longer than a couple of months which is yeah. really really good you know because I think it's just the the two in front of the titles is never a good good idea yeah I mean I think Punk's held it since he won it a Survivor Series didn't he against Del Rio mm-hmm. so it's coming close to a year now just about three three months three four months and he's uh, he's done it a year good stuff good stuff um then Bret Hart comes out and says about his favourite memories would be like for the Intercontinental Champion was against like Mr. Perfect. Um, then says, you know, he's very honoured to be here even though he was only a ring announcer. <laughs> introduces the um, Intercontinental Champion Christian and then introduces The Miz. The Miz. Uh, I, I thought it was very weird the way he actually just introduced him. Like he'd almost forgot who he was coming out. Yeah, I, I think it was more of a, an aspect to where he doesn't really like the guy because they had that feud a few years ago over the United States Championship, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he probably just does not like him. So it was, <laughs> it was just like, The Miz. The Miz. Um, and then, obviously, The Miz, uh, Christian, have the match for the IC Championship. And The Miz is a new IC Champion. Um, I do like the fact that whenever you see their name come up where it says Raw the belt is actually behind the Raw which is kind of a nice yeah, effect yeah that's a pretty cool effect I like that um, and the, obviously the fact that whenever they promote like the matches like the Cena Punk match which we're having tonight obviously they plug like all their Twitter and Facebook and all that shebang which they really seem to be getting more heavily into than they have been yeah social media nerds <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, before I go on, what do you think of this tight stuff? Um, well, like everyone, when WWE announced that they were like pushing it and they got all the superstars on there, I, I instantly signed up, but I'm yet to do a tout. I don't know what to tout about, but I, I, I kind of like the aspect to it. It's like, a, is it like a 15 second video update, I guess? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see why WWE are pushing it because like I said they're social media nerds at the moment so they're trying to get everything but yeah tout seems interesting and uh, I'll certainly have my first tout sometime soon when I can think of something to tout say, about I just say you're out and about titan yeah and, but it's nothing to shout about the tight bit of a tongue, tw- <laughs> bit of a tongue twister that was yeah exactly <laughs> uh, we then see Charlie Sheen again um, yeah. and this waffles on about some of the stuff um, that's happened in that, um, you know, like just to do with uh, The Rock, etc. Um, and this will be the penultimate time we see Mr. Charlie Sheen. Um, uh, then we see Triple H come out, says he's had his fun with DX, and now it's down to business. Um, <laughs> yeah, serious Triple H. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though he's still wearing like the camo trousers <laughs> yeah. and everything, you know, I half expected him to come out wearing a suit. If I'm honest, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he calls Brock Lesnar out, Brock's music hits, and Paul Heyman comes out, says no to Triple H for the Brock match. Um, the whole thing to do with uh, Heyman talking about his kids, Triple H going, don't ever talk about my family, and don't ever talk about my kids. And I'm thinking, surely your kids are your family, though? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that. It's like, it's a head scratch. It's like, hmm, family? <laughs> Children, they're the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, weird. Um, then Stephanie comes out, and I must say that Stephanie ha- does look absolutely outstanding. Yes, I marked out. <laughs> I probably <laughs> marked out more than I did for The Rock. I was like, yes! <laughs> uh, well, my big mark out is still to come, so it is. Um, yeah. She comes out, kind of um, says a few things to him, and um, slaps him and then Heyman is kind of tricked into making the match he kind of goes outside and goes like you want Brock Lesnar you want Brock Lesnar to end Triple H's career you got him and then yeah. he goes like it's on and Triple H does his big like growling face like yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like that at all <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephanie slaps him and again I then kind of just starts almost sitting on top of him slapping him which kind of looked more comedic than it did anything yeah <laughs> um, and then we have Lesnar heading to the ring and brawls with Triple H Triple H is then left standing um, were you excited to see Lesnar back and what are your thoughts on the now SummerSlam match that's been made well, yeah, it was good to see Brock Lesnar back. We 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 could see it was pretty serious when they both took the shirts off and just threw them to the floor. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're gonna have this match at SummerSlam. It's gonna be ah, shirt off. So uh, it's a, it's gonna be a serious match. And my thoughts for the actual match at SummerSlam, it it could be good. Um, I don't know if they're gonna go to with the same caliber that they had with John Cena at Extreme Rules, with it being like more of a like a fight. Um, or they're going to stick to a wrestling match, but it should be good because you've got the cerebral assassin and you've got the next big thing. So they're pretty big forces going against one another. So yeah. hopefully they can pull something off. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good match. Um, be interesting to see that. Obviously, it, with it being like near enough a month away, what other matches are added um, to the card? Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to be like the big one. We then see a tease for the WWE video game, like a dream match, you know, like and I had like Foley against somebody, Savage against somebody. I can't even remember who they were. But they said the most popular one was Cena versus Austin. Um, now, obviously, they're teasing this, and all I could think of was Rocky Balboa. Um, the fact that they tease like the you know like what if Rocky Balboa got in the ring with this current fighter, and then he yeah. does later on. Um, but obviously the WWE magazine teased Rock versus Hogan many many years ago and a friend of mine came up with a good point was that on WWE 12 Orton was on the front and then who was the special download character The Rock Yes. and then this year it's Punk on the front and who's the special limited edition case Stone Cold Steve Austin uh-huh. so whether we will see him at WrestleMania I would love to but yeah um, obviously, Stone Cold doesn't appear on this event because yeah, it, was it due to knee knee surgery or something like yeah, that? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's getting ready to like hit the ring. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah because uh, as past reports on sites and what other sites you can see it on, he 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 has said he's ready for one more match or he's got one match left in him. So 
maybe he is just tweaking the knees, making sure they're not going to buckle on him. And maybe maybe he is ready. Maybe we don't know. We never know. Um, would you want to see him versus Punk, or would you want to see him versus Ziggler, or who would be Martin's ideal match for Austin at WrestleMania? It's, it's a tricky one because like a majority of people are like, oh, Punk, Punk Austin, and I'd like to see Punk Austin too. But there's so many other like, like great superstars at the moment that he could, Austin could go on with. Like I, I would like to see Rock versus uh, uh, not Rock versus Cena. We've seen that. We've seen it. Um, Austin <laughs> versus Cena because like obviously Austin passed the torch on to Cena at like a Hall of Fame ceremony um, years ago. So it would have that's like. That would be a good match, also, just because of the the peaks that they're the reaching, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a hard one. I, I I'd agree with everyone else to say Punk Austin. Okay. Um, after that, we see Santino and Hornswoggle come out to the ring for apparently no reason other than to give out these little brawling buddies. Yeah. Talk. <laughs> um, and then we see the Fink announce Heath Slater and his opponent, which was Lita. Um, Lita was looking amazing like Lita always does uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh um Lita gets in the ring the bell rings it goes like oh I brought a little protection with me and straight off I thought oh it'll be Edge and then APA walk out now this was whenever I marked out cause I just love this tag team yeah um once they'd hit the ring then he Slater kinda goes no goes to go away and then we see all the previous legends who Slater, Slater has faced, such as Doink, DDP, Animal, etc. And then my big mark-out moment was whenever Bradshaw hit the clothesline from hell. Yeah, that, that was a pretty hellacious clothesline. I think yeah. uh, Slater sold it pretty well as well. <laughs> yeah, um, from what I understand, he Bradshaw actually thanked Slater on Facebook or Twitter for uh, selling it so well. Um, because I was uh, just the way he went like upright. Yeah. It's almost like whenever RVD used to take the DDTs, yeah. and he would always go upright. Um, Suddenly turn into a tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much so, yeah. Um, but great. Uh, I th- think JBL looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, must be from climbing all those mountains for you know the some good causes. Yeah. And then we see uh, backstage Daniel Bryan being interviewed by somebody who looks like he's being cryogenically frozen because he looks no different, which was Sean Mooney. Um, what did you think of this, Martin? I, I didn't actually know who Sean Mooney was, so I was like, huh? <gasps> oh, Coliseum Video, that's all he used to say. It's like, <laughs> coming up next on Coliseum Video is this great match. Um... But no, he was always like if you're watching WrestleMania Eight or whatever, he, he was always it was always him and like Oakland backstage, you know. So all oh, right, it was um you actually see him on the the start of the Raw fifteenth anniversary or the Raw Homecoming. You see him talking as well. All right, I'll have to uh, look into these and refresh my memory of <laughs> Sean Mooney. <laughs> You're not missing that one. <laughs> um, we then see some catchphrases that have went on from the um, past days of Raw, whether it be what, I love the fact that they did what, excuse me, what, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. um, that kind of thing. I did th- think that was pretty funny. Um, but we've seen, and um, I forgot to say straight off the bat before, whenever we saw like the intro to you know, like uh, past 
moments of Raw. One thing that made me laugh and out loud was Goldust going WrestleMania, ain't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, whenever he had oh, the Tourette's. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, I, that, I, I actually went on YouTube afterwards to like see all those old Goldust clips of where he got like after he got electrocuted and whatever. <laughs> and it, it's funny stuff. It's, yeah, it's really funny stuff. Yeah. Um. So once we move on for that, we see Cena, Ryder, and Gene Okerlund backstage. And Ryder says that apparently it was Gene Okerlund who set up GTV. So, um, do, do you remember this at all, Martin? Um, no, I've I got, I got uh, like a vague memory of it, but not like not to remember, remember. It's somewhere, um, it's somewhere in the mind. Yeah, it was like um, whenever Eddie was in the shower with a couple of girls and one of them was actually Victoria because later stages you'll actually see her face blurred out All right. because, it, because it was her. That's the kind of thing it was. I think that's how... Was it maybe then? That's how we find out Mae Young and Mark Henry were together. All right, yeah, I know what you're on about now. I, yeah, yeah. The, like the, the little backstage hidden camera. Yeah, antics. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rock then wishes Cena luck for his match like he wished... CM Punk um, good luck Cena says he's going to win because he's going to cash in his money in the bank and so he can face The Rock at the Rumble and The Rock says he's very looking forward to facing Cena again which is kind of there wasn't really much of a crowd reaction for this I thought no it's pretty silent it's like a silent movie just, I thought they were like going to put some subtitles saying match <laughs> or something I don't know <laughs> yeah. it was very quiet applaud now <laughs> um so then we see, once that happened, uh, we see Ginger Mahal, Hinoko, Kurt Hawkins, etc. come out. Uh, the Kane's job squad. Already, Kane's already in the ring. Um, so this is obviously where for Mr. Big Red, Chris Hill, marked out. And then we see The Undertaker, who I haven't seen since WrestleMania, come yes. out. <laughs> I was like so happy. I, I, I heard that he was going to be there, but it wasn't like confirmed. So I wasn't really expecting him. But as soon as that gong went off, I was just like grabbed onto my chair and I was like what the no this is yeah <laughs> felt like a little kid did you laugh whenever he couldn't get his robe off yeah I was like no you're <laughs> trying to make the best comeback ever from like Wrestlemania <laughs> and you cannot take your hood off I mean he has no hair it should have been easy <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Martin that amazing um, my friend says that he actually looks like Zangief from Street Fighter now <laughs> yeah yeah, or just one of the road warriors. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Him and <laughs> could team up, so they could. Um, but obviously, um, those two um, kind of clean house whenever they do the tombstone. Um, Chris pointed out that he kind of he kind of looks down at Hinako and kind of hits him with his foot and goes, "Get out!" Yeah, <laughs> and then he kind of does his pose thing with Kian, which was which was cool. Amazing! I think the crowd were chanting, "This is awesome!" and I was just like yeah. along, along there with him because it was it was a, it was a true raw moment that was. Yeah, um, I think the Undertaker always makes those really, really, you know, like his whenever he comes out, it always stays in your memory for I don't know how long. You know, because obviously whenever Flair left, he came out after Raw went off the air. Yeah. Uh, did you actually see the picture of him backstage wearing a DX t-shirt? With... <laughs> yeah, I see. I seen it on uh, my Instagram. Someone posted it up with the uh, yeah. yeah it was, it, was he with Road Dog and X Pack, wasn't he? Yeah. Or Billy uh-huh. Gunn and X Pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> breaking <laughs> breaking kayfabe. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the first time we've ever seen the Undertaker wearing anything else, bar his either American badass or his demonic gear. Yeah. Plus, he had the Road Warriors thing down at T because whenever he came out, he had the spikes on his shoulders almost. <laughs> yeah, his new jacket. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is the last time we see Charlie Sheen. Oh, um, I was pretty disappointed. I was, I was hoping. But that. says that you know, whenever they're in Vegas again, you know, like or wherever they're going, that he'll meet Daniel Bryan in the ring at his house or wherever. And then Cole say, uh, Lawler says, "Wait, are you challenging Daniel Bryan to a match?" And then mm. Cole says, "Well, the last time, the next time we're in that area, SummerSlam. So I think it's safe to say, either Charlie Sheen will appear at SummerSlam or he'll go to, and then just you know." come via satellite or something yeah or do like the similar thing with Chris Jericho and Mickey Rourke where he's like in the crowd and then he punches him or something like Daniel Bryan's in a match or something like that yeah I really don't care too much for that at all <laughs> um, you know the whole K-Fed thing to do with, oh don't do that that's Britney Spears husband yeah. it's like oh dear you're not known for your own talents you're known for being Britney Spears husband and the likes of you know because obviously we've seen um, the Jackass stars at SummerSlam. I was going to say Summerfest there, and it was <laughs> awful. It was awful. And our last match is the WWE Championship match. Do you want to go through what happens here, Martin? Yeah, well, it's, I'd say it's, it was a pay-per-view match. Basically, it was, it was pretty. It's back and forth. You had the close falls. You had the referee getting knocked out, and then you had the Big Show interfering it was it was a proper pay-per-view match and i thought it was a it was a good match very reminiscent to their SummerSlam match and their money in the bank match from last year so yeah it was great to watch obviously like i said big joe interfered and punk got the win yep so once punk got the win uh cena's getting beat down by the big show and punk's kind of looking at him as if to say do I help him or do I not? Shall now, I? Shan't I? Shan't yeah, shan't there seemed to be a bit of stuff going on between Big Show and Punk because whenever Punk's lying on the ground, Big Show kind of you know taps him on the back as if to say it's all right, I'm here, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So whether these two are going to, you know, start. Somebody came up with a good idea about it starting a stable with Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, Punk, Big Show, and there was somebody else, but I can't remember who it was. So we see Punk. Uh, turning heel, the Rock makes a save to save Cena, which I kind of didn't understand. Maybe it's a mutual respect between these two. Uh, and then the Rock gets hit by the GTS by CM Punk, and Rock sells it like he's been shot in the back by a sniper. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was a kind of a brilliant way to end Raw. I thought. What did you think, Martin? I thought I thought it was it was a great way. I mean, um. Obviously, Punk heel turn. Punk's back where he belongs as the bad guy because he probably plays one of the best bad guys in the business. So it would be awesome to see where it goes. And it was it made a change from seeing The Rock being punked out in the ring than him making the save and saving the day and it ending in with him and Cena. So it was, it was good to see him lying on the floor, shot in the back of the head by a sniper, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well that kind of concludes that. Um, apart from Stone Cold Steve Austin not appearing, was there anyone else like Edge or was there any other superstars that Martin would have liked to see at the Thousand Throw? Well, you brought up one there straight away, Edge. I, I, I didn't understand why he wasn't there. I don't know if he couldn't make it or... But he played a vital part in Raw because obviously 
it's where his character really built up after like becoming the heel with Lita and stuff that's why I can understand when you thought he was going to come out for Lita um, so yeah it was disappointing not to see Edge because he was a big part of Raw anyone else off the top of my head um, uh, I don't know I can't can't think of anyone no I can't what about Virgil we did not want to see Virgil <laughs> how could I forget I'm so glad you brought him up it would have been <laughs> great to see him come out with Ted DiBiase they would have made the show <laughs> yeah it would have been and conspicuous by his absence as well as Cody Rhodes I don't seem to know if Cody Rhodes is in the doghouse or anything because he seems to be making less and less appearances yeah he's been obviously knocked out of the IC title picture now because mm-hmm. obviously they brought the Miz in I don't know what's going off with Rhodes he's a good guy where is he <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, we know well Alex Riley is not being pushed, and to be honest with you, I'm not that bothered. Yeah, I'd rather see Cody Rhodes wrestle uh, Jack Swagger than Brutus Clay, but definitely. <laughs> so, um, was it worth? Was it worth um, the three? Uh, what do you think of it as well, Martin? Going three hours now. Obviously, you know, each Raw is going to be the same length as a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it's great for me because I'm actually going to Raw in November. So, so going for an extra hour is great <laughs> for that, which um, is good. Um, but it's really got its pros and cons. I mean, going three hours, obviously, it's a great way to bring up the uh, the lower card stars and um, the mid cards and give them an actual storyline instead of them having these matches that are out of the blue and like give prestige to the US and IC titles. It gives all time for that. But at the same time, um, putting it three hours, it kind of devalues SmackDown in my mind because with SmackDown obviously not being live, being taped, and it being two hours, and also having a Raw recap that takes around fifteen minutes, probably more now with the, with the Raw going three hours, um, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see SmackDown be devalued by it. If you know where I'm coming from, so it's yeah. it's, it's got its goods and its bads, really. Okay, okay. Um, well that'll kind of do it for us so thanks Martin for hopping on I hopefully this is something we could do on a regular basis whether it's kind of just going through whether each of us talk about um, a different raw whether you talk about one at the start of the month I talk about one at the end of the month we'll kind of just talk that way um, we'll get in a routine of doing something because I did most of the talking there so yeah uh, definitely get... yeah that would be, be cool that would be something I'd enjoy Okay, sweet. Um, so, as I've said at the start of the show, you know, the review with Martin comes up um, in a couple of days. If you're listening to this, and it might be both up, so you might get it. This will be the bonus episode, and then you have the proper episode number. So, Martin, thanks once again. Obviously, you're on a number of social media, such as Tight and oh, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, promote yourself, sir, and once again, thank you very much. Yeah, um, well, this is Martin. Uh, on YouTube, I am Martin Talks. Um, obviously, spelled as it sounds. On Twitter, I am Martin Steins. Um, spelled with two S's on the end. Because, as I always, I wasn't wasn't did not win the race to get that name so it's the two s's and obviously like chris mentioned i am on tout um <laughs> which i believe is at martin steins as well but with one s because i made it um i think that's about it i'm sure that there's other places you can find me there in the web somewhere if you t- <laughs> if you search google you never know <laughs> But they're the main ones, Twitter, Tout, and uh, YouTube. 
and Martin obviously like um, a lot of us do like figure pickups, silver vision pickups, things like that. I've just done one literally before I started talking to Martin. But Martin has this very different talent that he actually does. <laughs> and Martin, what is this unique talent that you share with the YouTube nation? Well, it's a little combination of um, entertainment and a bit of music. And basically, it's it's I, I call it the wrestling piano sessions. And basically, I take themes from the wrestling world, um, mix them up into a nice acoustic piano arrangement, and my fantastic singing, and uh, take my fantastic humour and ro roll it up into one big ball and just throw it at you guys. That's 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 how I sum it up. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he spits water at the camera, yeah. which was expertly done. Yeah, I was... Uh, so, much, so much so that he actually did that at the end of the video yeah. as well. Um, I, well, I didn't know I could do the the, uh, the Triple H water blow as, as good as I did, so I was like, I've got to add this on again. Yeah, I've got it. And I didn't break the camera the first time, so all is good. I did that once, and I just... Literally, I was dribbling down <laughs> myself like I had an accident, but... Um, <laughs> Okay, so that'll do it for us. So make sure you stay tuned to WrestleShock. Uh, next episode will probably be a review or um, it'll be Mike and I discussing the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. So thanks once again to Martin and thank you for listening. In 2009, Monday Night Raw was filled with jaw-dropping moments, awe-inspiring action, side-splitting humor, the biggest celebrities, The most recognizable athletes, shocking returns, epic confrontations, rising superstars, awesome! new champions, unpredictable encounters, overwhelming entertainment, and, well, to be continued in 2010, the best of Raw 2009. The best of Raw 2009 on DVD. Available tomorrow.